Hello, everyone. Welcome to Freedom Talks. I'm Brady Ament, and today I am joined by Dr. Katerina Meister. She's a naturopathic doctor from Lakeside Natural Medicine here in uh, the Fox Point in Milwaukee area. Um, and she's going to come on today to uh, talk to us a little bit about what she does and the benefits of natural medicine. How are you doing today, Dr. Meister? Good. Thanks for having me, Brady. So could you just give me a quick background on yourself? Yeah. So um, I my name is Dr. Katerina Meister. I am a licensed naturopathic doctor practicing at Lakeside Natural Medicine here in Shorewood, Milwaukee. And um, I've been practicing there since last October of 2021. And I currently, my practice is filled with um, all things autoimmune, gut health, hormones, weight loss, you name it, um, the primary care conditions. That's primarily what I see. Um, but I have a, I grew up with conventional medicine my entire life. life um, and I slowly found um, my path to naturopathic medicine just through my own trials and errors and um, the conventional medicine uh, healthcare system. And so I think what would be beneficial for our listeners is to kind of start going over, I think, what a, a little bit of the differences between a naturopathic doctor and uh, an MD, just because I think that's what a lot of people see, um, and kind of give us the key differences um, and just start with that. Yeah, sounds good. Um, so naturopathic medicine is a little different than your conventional medicine. It's not um, primarily focused on symptom management. So naturopathic doctors identify and address the root cause of disease using natural therapies, such as nutrition, homeopathy, botanical medicine, hydrotherapy, and also lifestyle counseling. So lifestyle counseling is an essential part of our medicine. That's how we achieve results with our patients um, and long-term lasting results. We believe that, you know, an integrative approach is best. So of course you want to if you can combine the naturopathic route with your conventional medicine route, we believe that's going to be the best for your health. But in general, um, a naturopathic doctor is someone who received a doctorate in naturopathic medicine from an accredited institution. And in the United States, there's a few of them. And these graduates, um, after attending that schooling, they sit for a naturopathic physician's licensing examination, otherwise known as NPLEX, which is uh, the passage is required to obtain a license to practice naturopathic medicine, similar to the standard of care in traditional medical schools. They use the USMLE, the United States uh, Medical Licensing Exam, in which every medical doctor is required to pass that exam. The schooling, the curriculum, um, differs from traditional medical school in a few areas. It's similar hours on average, around 4,600 hours on average. Uh, but we place additional emphasis on those modalities that I kind of talked about, nutrition, the naturopathic therapeutics, such as physical medicine. We actually learn some chiropractic adjustments. We learn um, trigger point therapy, uh, lifestyle counseling, botanical medicines, and other evidence-based therapies. So that's where the curriculum will differ, but you know, all the basic sciences and the clinical sciences are all the same. So we learn the same pathology and um the standard of care for treatment, um, for a variety of primary care, um, presentations. Okay. And then 
so there's also the do is how similar or different are you guys from a do yeah so a doctor of osteopathy they'll learn similar to a chiropractor they'll learn different types of adjustments um but i would say a doctor of osteopathy and a medical doctor are primarily very similar um so again the training is all very similar but i would say the natural the way that a do differs from an md is the philosophy behind it and I think that's probably how the naturopathic, um, the ND route would differ is that uh, we place additional emphasis on the therapeutic order and the determinants of health and the philosophy behind our medicine. All right. And then, so you mentioned kind of this, like, ideally you have a merging of both paths and, um, you know, I've talked to some other healthcare providers that have kind of spoken about how they wish maybe um, our healthcare system was a little bit more preventative rather than reactionary to people's health. Uh, mm-hmm. And at least off the bat, that's kind of what I'm hearing is that you guys are really good at maybe doing a lot of the preventative health and living a healthy lifestyle um, and finding ways to not have to treat everything with medication and things like that. Um, so could you kind of speak to those philosophies and maybe where you would like to see maybe a paradigm shift in the way um, just the general population thinks about healthcare? Yeah, definitely. I can definitely relate to that on a personal level and just on my own observations. So I was pre-med. I was set to go on the you know medical route, pre, uh, the conventional medical route. I wasn't, you know, set off to be like a naturopath right off the gate. And um, I think just through shadowing doctors and hospitals throughout my undergrad experience and volunteering that I learned how unique naturopathic medicine is. So we follow a therapeutic order, which is a set of guidelines that help naturopathic doctors resolve uh, people's symptoms and also address the underlying cause. So I think the paradigm shift would be to first, we need to, the first therapeutic order is to establish the foundations for optimal health. So that would be looking at your breath, your hydration, your sleep, your nutrition, your vital force, um, your own like energy, um, setting those things first, setting the groundwork. And then um, the second thing that we look at is, um, you know, what can we do after lifestyle things are met? And I think that's one thing that maybe conventional medicine, they don't exactly have the time to complete that because of such high demand for patient care. Um, but also they, they're not able to look at maybe what else besides medications in my tool belt do I have to offer my patients. And I think that's just the naturopathic doctors have a little bit wider tool belt. And if we need to use medications and we have our patients, you know, go to their primary care doctor and, you know, we know there's a time and place for medications or surgeries. Um, but should that be the first thing we use is the question. And so I guess kind of looking at this, if I'm putting myself in a patient's shoes, say I don't have anything, um, particularly wrong with me. Um, but I want to have like my annual physical and just make sure my general overall health is in order. Is it kind of a switch from, I see my MD for my physical every year to a naturopath, 
or how does that work in your mind for someone who maybe doesn't have like an immediate like chronic condition that they're dealing right. with or anything like that? <clears throat> yeah. So for people who don't necessarily have, you know, a chief complaint or chief concern, but they just want to optimize their health, mm-hmm. naturopathic medicine is a good way for you to do that because we can teach you a lot of the times people, they don't know what normal is. They Mm -hmm. think that their own experience is normal. And so, you know, some, a person who came to me once had chronic constipation, three bowel movements a week, that was normal for them. They didn't see a problem with it, but obviously, you know, there was, you know, severe gut motility issues that we needed to address Um, and that was never brought up to their primary care because they didn't see as an issue. So, um, I guess if you want to optimize your health, we can look at your, um, your blood work, um, even like a vitamin D so many people are depleted in vitamin D in Wisconsin. Um, even just simple as that, that can boost your mood, your energy, uh, also support your immune system. So there's other ways outside of, um, maybe you don't know why you need to go see one, but there's definitely, um, reasons to go and see one at least once a year, in my opinion, um, just to get your lab markers checked for your vitamins, your, make sure your diet's on track with getting in all your vitamins and minerals and like your leafy greens, your fiber, um, the, all of these things prevent chronic disease down the road. That's why they're so important. So making sure that the fundamentals are there help to prevent those chronic diseases that lead to inflammation. And I think that right there may, might highlight a little, like a key difference between the care that you would get in the conventional medical system in terms of like a yearly checkup, you know, it's normally, you know, how you doing? Is there any reason to run blood work? Um, right. If there's not, we're gonna, not going to do it. You know, you, you get your preventative checks depending on age and Exactly. Stage of life and things like that. And then it's like, okay, well, I check that off. I'm done for the year Um, where it sounds like your care might be a little bit more comprehensive in that manner to make sure that like, hey, you're living a healthy lifestyle. Like you said, everything looks good. We're going to do a little bit more comprehensive test kind of thing. Yeah. So everything is personalized, whereas it's, we're not following, you know, we are following the standards of care, of course, like I mentioned, but we're going to uniquely tailor um, our wellness plan to you, your personal health goals, your lifestyle, something that's going to fit with or work with what you need. So not everyone needs to do a HIIT workout in the morning to live a healthy lifestyle. So that's one example. Um, but another thing that I think often comes up is people um, will wonder, well, why should I why should I schedule an appointment with you if my symptoms are managed for my rheumatoid arthritis with my medications? And I think um, one thing to point out is that medications, although they do take away the symptoms, they don't always get to the root cause of that symptom, such as heartburn. Um, People who take over-the-counter heartburn medications, anti-acid blockers, um, they're creating more problems down the road while they don't know it. So reducing the stomach acid in their um, stomach is going to lead to SIBO and other gut dysbiosis conditions because they're reducing that first pass of our body's system to help uh, prevent against pathogens uh, from invading us. So deeper pathology can develop even from symptom management care. And that would be another reason to go and see one. 
um, to get to the root cause of maybe why you're having heartburn and not all heartburn, you know, that's just one example, but not all heartburn is going to be, uh, the root cause isn't always high stomach acid. Sometimes it's low stomach acid, or sometimes, you know, it's H pylori or there's other reasons too, but, um, yeah. So I guess, is it, is there anything else that like you could kind of help educate us on? I know there were the, the principles of naturopathic medicine on your website. Yes. Are those, you know, could you kind of go through those and kind of like, where do some of those, where are you going to get some of those in traditional medicine from your MD and where are you maybe not going to get some of those? Definitely. Um, so the naturopathic principles are another guiding system that we follow our philosophy principles. So the first one is first do no harm. So this is just ensuring patient safety and this medical doctors also have this, um, so that we use safe and non-toxic therapies with fewer, no side effects. I think that's just the one difference there, um, between us and the MDs, but, um, and then second for first do no harm would be, we don't want to suppress symptoms because symptoms are there to tell us something is wrong. Um, and then that helps us lead us to the root cause. Um, the second one would be identify and treat the cause. So making sure that root cause is addressed. Otherwise symptoms are going to return and illness will persist. So making sure that that is addressed and treated, um, to get to that root cause. And then the third one is that the body has the inherent wisdom to heal itself. So similar to as if you get a cut on your arm a few days later, you'll notice it's completely healed. So that innate innate, um, messaging system in our body um, is something that we need to recognize and honor because our body does have the ability to heal itself given the right mechanisms or removing the barriers to that self-healing. So a poor diet isn't going to help. An unhealthy lifestyle isn't going to help. So we have to facilitate that healing process. Um, the next one is treating the whole person. So instead of a system-based approach to healthcare, that would be another difference would be that we don't see someone as just, um, you know, cardiovascular specialist. We see the whole person. And so we approach that person as a whole person and we use combination of different systems to tell us how can we bring all of this information into one, such as weight loss, we kind of mentioned earlier, how does this all relate to why you're not losing weight or why you're having more chronic pain than maybe another person? Um, so using everyone's unique physical, mental, emotional, and environmental differences into that treatment plan. And then um, the le- next one is doctor means teacher. So do re, that's the Latin form of that. And so I think conventional doctors might have this. Um, I'm not quite sure, but in addition to being doctors, we're also educators and we're teaching patients how to be self-sufficient and eat, relax, exercise, nurture themselves physically and emotionally. And I think that's one thing that we can give is we have the ability to change a person's life. You know, I remember when I first saw a naturopathic doctor, she changed my life because I never understood what even just a normal bowel movement looked like or how often it was to go to the bathroom or even just, um, how should a uh, menstrual period look like, 
um, should it always have PMS with it? Like, is that normal? And I found out, no, it's not. It's a symptom of either high or low estrogen. So, um, getting to the root cause and understanding that is really where the medicine is at because you are your own greatest teacher to yourself. Learning more about your health can really empower you and invigorate you to continue the path forward. And then the last one would be the prevention is the best cure. So uh, we evaluate those risk factors, um, hereditary, hereditary and susceptibility to disease and try to help to approach that patient with proactive measures so that they can save their money, time, and further um, extend their quality of life down the road. So you kind of men- mentioned there some chronic conditions, and I think this is like a good time to transition as to like the patients that you see or the group of people that you see. Is there, is it just that like they know about, they, they would rather be treated naturally, or is it I've been dealing with this and it's not being taken care of by traditional medicine and I've been searching and I can't find the answers. And so I'm coming to you as like, uh, you know, I, I just, I just need someone to, to help me out with my condition. Yeah. So that's definitely probably the top one that we'll see is they've tried all the conventional options for diagnosing and treating their condition and Either they don't, they don't like the options that they're given, the, the options aren't working, or they're worried about what they're putting in their body. The people are becoming more cautious about what they're putting in their body and the side effects long-term. Also, some people would, you know, they want a better quality of life with that condition. So that's where a combination approach really does help. Like rheumatoid arthritis, I think I mentioned a little bit, but that one, you can easily combine um, naturopathic medicine on top of that to help prevent flares for that autoimmune condition and manage those flares better. Um, Even resolve a lot of that pain that comes along with it and need less medication because of it. Um, Other people, yeah, they want the personalized treatment. They want to actively participate in their healthcare. They want to say, they want, they want a discussion versus, you know, um, you know, they want to learn about how they can stay well and get well. Um, so those are probably the most, the top reasons. And then another reason is that not only is it safe and effective, it's also cost effective. So that's another huge issue right now. And big burden on people is just the cost of healthcare these days. Um, and a lot of it isn't being covered, you know, by insurance or you have to meet your deductible. And I would say naturopathic medicine is going to be the most cost-effective way to get your primary care health concerns met on top of just being the art of natural and conventional balancing those two. Okay. And so, you know, you gave the example of fibromyalgia, but you can go on Lakeside Natural Medicine and they have a list of um, kind of all the things that, you know, you guys are really good at treating. Um, could you, could we maybe go over some of like the, I mean, I'm sure they're all, they're all important. Right. But like, yeah. what are the top ones that I, I are most common and you guys are really effective at treating just to, you know, maybe let's, let's go with two or three. Yeah. Um, so like you mentioned, autoimmune conditions, we kind of went through those a little bit, but that would include Hashimoto's thyroiditis, 
um, fibromyalgia, rheumatoid arthritis, um, different types of those. Those are all uh, different ways that we would approach those autoimmune conditions would be first, we would look at diet and food sensitivities. So a lot of the times we run food sensitivity testing in my practice, and um, we figure out what foods are causing more inflammation. How is your body responding to certain foods? And the most inflammatory foods out there are going to be gluten, dairy, corn, soy, and sugar. And so once we kind of remove those foods, then we figure out, okay, what now? And sometimes we look at the gut health and making sure the regular bowel movements are happening, that there's good bacteria in um, the large intestine, making sure digestion is optimal. And then um, after that, we would look at stress and how that person manages stress. Cause a lot of the times flares can happen after a person goes through a stressful, something stressful and their body is responding with their autoimmune disease um, and managing stress effectively would be something we'd look at. So cortisol testing um, is something that we also look at and how that plays into the stress response. But another common we see a lot of hormonal um, disorders uh, like PMS, breast tenderness, but then on top of that, like um, um, we see a lot of menopause, uh, postmenopausal, premenopausal hormone imbalances. So then we look at hormones and we look at balancing those hormones and also prevention for future disease. So women are more at risk for cardiovascular disease, um, Alzheimer's and different, um, the bone osteoporosis, stuff like that. So we want to make sure that we are doing our due diligence and making sure that they're set up for success in addition to protecting, um, or sorry, in addition to supporting their hormone balance. I would say the third thing that we commonly see is weight loss resistance. So people are trying to lose weight and they're just seeing a plateau men or women, and they're not, you know, they're doing everything right. They're working out five times a week. They're eating healthy. They don't, there's no reason for them not to lose weight. So then we look at more of the metabolic markers like insulin resistance. So your insulin levels, your glucose levels, then we look at cortisol and how maybe your hormones might be playing into that, your thyroid hormone. So we do a lot of different balancing with hormones um, for those types of conditions, also lifestyle, maybe a different approach with exercise, more, less stressful exercise and more walking or, you know, slow movement exercises like lifting weights. Um, and then we just tailor the diet just a little bit to fit whatever the root cause with that, of that would be. So just curious about the last one. So when you talk about the weight loss resistance, um, how, like how often do you find that it is the hormones and the insulin resistance compared to like, maybe I'm actually not, you know, tracking calories properly or, you know, my intuitive eating is off just a little bit, um, in terms of, yeah. of, like you said, fine tuning the diet and things like that. Honestly, a lot of the times, um, Probably I would say maybe 75, 60% of the time that would be the case where it's not the lifestyle. So there is still sometimes patients will come in and it is their lifestyle and we just have to tailor it a little bit where we have to increase movement, decrease, um, just some of the more high, higher caloric foods. But sometimes, you know, 
our body's metabolism is slowed down because of either high cortisol, um, can increase fat tissue and your, especially if you have a lot of abdominal fat, that's usually a high cortisol issue or, and then if you have high cortisol, then that can compound the issue because that can lead into insulin resistance, which can further exacerbate your metabolism and decrease your thyroid hormone, which is your main hormone for increasing your metabolism. Um, and a lot of people have cortisol issues because of the world that we live in right now. So it's, it's stressful world and we're not adapting to stress in a way that is, uh, increasing the parasympathetic nervous system. We're increasing more of the sympathetic nervous system, fight or flight, and we're not able to calm down after stressors. Um, so a lot of people will have insomnia then because of that higher cortisol at night versus during the day. Basically, it just kind of compounds the issue, especially if it is hormonal because of the thy potentially thyroid not being optimized. And a lot of the times people will come to me after they went to their primary care with like a TSH level or their thyroid level hormone. And they'll say, well, my conventional doctor said it was normal, but they didn't run like the free T3, which is your active thyroid hormone. Not that, not just the signal, the TSH is just the signal to the thyroid gland, which is a negative feedback. So when you have enough, your body says, okay, we don't need to put out a high signal to your thyroid to make more hormone. Whereas maybe even a little, maybe even a normal signal, it's still not producing enough of that hormone. So then we need to look at the full pathway, including your free T3, your free T4 and your TSH. So that we can understand on a functional level, is your body sending out the right signal? Is it actually making thyroid hormone? And is there enough? And then we can look at, okay, maybe that's normal, but then what, where's cortisol at? Is that normal as well? And then we just kind of rule out each of these different things with lab testing. Okay. Well, that, that's certainly interesting. And, um, it's, it's great that that's a, I think that you guys are an option at, for, for more of that, um, preventative approach and whole health approach. So I guess to kind of like back out and see everything big picture, um, from your point of view, what would the ideal like group of providers for somebody to have in their kind of like healthcare ecosystem, if that makes any sense? Yeah, I think that depends on, you know, what the person, what is comfortable for that person to spend on healthcare first. Okay. Um, so, you know, if you, they can't, they can't afford to go outside of their insurance or something like that, okay. then I would recommend attending workshops or reading books on um, like Dr. Mike, Mark Hyman. We have workshops at Lakeside um, every quarter that are really cost affordable. And that's a good way to learn about this. Mm -hmm. um, but in an ideal setting, obviously I think having a primary care physician, um, you know, that you see that's a medical doctor and then also having a naturopathic doctor on board with even a chiropractor or a physical therapist. Um, I think you need some type of physical modality. So whether that's an acupuncturist, chiropractic, physical therapy, that's a great way to manage stress and achieve optimal health. Just that physical release, you need that. But then on top of that, 
some type of person to help with just fine tuning things that has the time, like a naturopathic doctor. And then, you know, you can always attend your conventional doctor once a year, just to make sure you're up with your screenings. Um, but I would say that would be an optimal situation. And there is still like cost-effective ways to get all of these things through, um, like, one example is Milwaukee Community Acupuncture. They um, have cost-effective acupuncture. Um, so that would be another way of getting these tools as well as just through those cost-effective means. But I would say at the minimum, um, a naturopathic doctor is probably pretty well-rounded, but um, your health insurance, you know, if you do have health insurance, you'll definitely still have a provider under that. Is there... Is there any, is there any state in the U S that it, like insurances will cover naturopathic medicine? Yeah. So actually Wisconsin just got licensed for naturopathic medicine this past year. Oh, and okay. so that's a good sign. So in about a year or so, we'll be able to, um, have a license in Wisconsin and fully practice medicine right now. We're more functioning as health coaches, um, while we're okay. waiting for that licensure to happen. And then after that ball gets rolling, then hopefully we can get insurance. So in places like Oregon and, uh, Arizona, they actually do have health insurance to cover some of these services. And we are seen as a primary care provider under the new licensure. Um, so hopefully that will happen, but, um, it's hard to say, but ideal, you know, if that's the thing important to the public, then that's something that definitely you can vote for and speak up on. And, um, you can go to the WNDA Wisconsin naturopathic doctors association and speak up for what you believe in. I would like to kind of maybe transition into maybe the story about, you know, you founding or at least joining or founding, you, you can let me know which it was, uh, of Lakeside and then let us know a little bit more about, I think you guys have what, two, three, three, including yourself, right? Yeah. Right there? Yeah. Yeah. So Dr. Sarah Axtell founded Lakeside Natural Medicine in 2011. Um, and she's really passionate about food as medicine so much so that she put a beautiful kitchen space in our kitchen and our clinic. And so that's where we host those live workshops I've kind of mentioned. Um, and that's where we really showcase to our patients, food is medicine. And we try to make cooking um, sustainable recipes that are really easy. So, you know, we don't want patients to feel like, oh my gosh, I have to make this elaborate meal and just to stay on track with my health. And we really try to keep it quick and easy and um, people really uh, grasp that. Um, Lakeside is actually a family business. So, uh, her husband, Chris is actually our business manager and we have a total of three naturopathic doctors. So myself, I worked alongside Dr. Axtell and also Dr. Aponte. And we also will be having a nurse practitioner there who is trained in functional medicine there soon. So that'll be awesome too. That's very interesting. Thank you so much. And then, so I guess, I think it would be interesting so you guys are always, and like it goes with our PTs too, like you, you talk to different PTs and they're always into something different at like a certain time, like what, the, what they're learning, what they're reading about. Um, I guess, what are you, what currently, like, what are you interested in? Like, what are you on a kick on in terms of like learning more about and, and, and really into? 
Yeah. Um, I would say I've recently been getting into more of that insulin resistance picture just because it's so interesting to me and just, um, you know, monitoring your blood glucose after meals throughout the day, they have those monitors now. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I think that's something that I've been getting more into and how that's impacting cortisol and also not even cortisol, but also your female hormones and, um, just your metabolism, your thyroid. And then another thing is just bioidentical hormones. So I recently attended a conference and I'm just learning about how actually helpful hormones are at preventing diseases like cardiovascular disease, Alzheimer's, and also um, osteoporosis and how beneficial actually, you know, low dose bioidentical hormones are. Um, we can't do that necessarily. Like I said, we do use progesterone cream, um, but um, it is something really interesting and fascinating to me. So I just had, like, I've, I've heard, I think, a few different like philosophies because I think the 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 glucose monitors are are becoming more of a thing in terms of uh, availability and ease of use and things like that. And I think you know like ten years ago you'd be looking at people that are mostly using them as diabetics, correct? Um, right. And I've heard some people say like, well, unless you're diabetic, like your body's supposed to deal with like high insulin spikes and and that's okay or high blood sugar spikes. Sorry. Um, I guess what, what are you learning about that? Like, is it, if, if you're constantly battling those glu uh, high, uh, blood sugar spikes, is that bad for you in the long term? and we should be preventing those spikes as much as possible or, um, what are you finding or where do you fall on that? Yeah. So I think looking at a person's fasting insulin and their glucose and their HbA1c can tell me a lot about what's going on with their glucose, um, even without doing, you know, the glucose monitors, um, a person shouldn't really have that high of insulin at fasting. Cause that's only released when there's glucose in the blood. Mm -hmm. Um, and the, the way you like you learned at diabetes in school is that insulin rings the doorbell on the cell to let in glucose. And if you constantly, have a high insulin level, it's like a little kid that's dinging on the doorbell a thousand times and then it breaks. Mm -hmm. Right. And then it can't let glucose into the cell. So that's kind of like the extreme end of things. Well, now we're learning, well, what's leading up to before that doorbell breaks and how can we stop that, you know, little kid from constantly ringing the doorbell when it doesn't need to, or work more effectively when it is required to. Gotcha. Um, so a lot of people actually do have not, not a lot, but people who do struggle with weight loss, um, it's coming, it's becoming more common just seeing higher levels of insulin with a fasting level. Um, and we look at optimal levels with naturopathic medicine. So oftentimes my lab normal or optimal levels are going to be different than the conventional, uh, the conventional medical doctors, they are looking for uh, parent pathology. So if you have vitamin D less than 30, they're going to let you know because that's all almost deficient or insufficient. Um, but for me, I want to see my patient's levels at 60 or 80 because 80 is preventative against cancer, but 60 is what's been seen to be optimal. So anywhere between those two is a good range. Um, so it's kind of similar to the insulin 
I like to see insulin, you know, close to zero as much as possible. And that fasting glucose to be below 90, um, because that indicates that you have good blood glucose control and that your body's metabolism is working effectively. Your liver is also working effectively. Um, yeah. And then you said that kind of tied into hormone therapy in terms of, you know, are are you guys, can you like, are, are you doing like TRT for males and that kind of stuff or definitely testosterone is something that we look at boosting and oftentimes, so the root cause of the hormone imbalances oftentimes lead back to the adrenal glands because the adrenal glands, those little glands that sit on top of your kidneys, they also produce your hormones as well. So as you age, you rely more and more on your adrenal glands or your stress glands. And so that's where that cortisol picture does come into play where we do need to support your adrenal glands creating cortisol, but also DHEA, which leads into your hormone pathway. So we work before we need that testosterone replacement therapy. And if that is indicated, then we definitely have them um, go to their doctor and get that prescription as we, you know, we can't do that right now, but things can change in the future. But for now we try to work on, you know, why is that happening? And why is it happening in the first place? Of course, age, but really stress is usually where it's coming from or that high cortisol or low cortisol even. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, it's been absolutely fascinating to talk to you. Is there anything that we didn't touch on that you're like, I really need to, to make sure everybody understands? Yeah. Let me just, let me just look here. I think the one thing that we didn't touch on, I don't know if you have listeners in other areas or just around, um, Milwaukee. Yeah. So, um, the best way to find a naturopathic doctor is going to naturopathic.org. So N A T U R O P A T H I C.org. And you can search to find a doctor there. That's going to connect you with all graduates across 50 States that graduated from accredited naturopathic medical school and pass that MPLEX exam that I told you guys about earlier. Um, but for Lakeside, we see people virtually and in person. So we see people from all over the world. So if you're interested in setting up an appointment with me, I am um, growing my practice right now and I'm accepting new patients. So you can go to lakesidenaturalmedicine.com and either call or email um, and set up an appointment with me. Um, Other than that, I think that's... You also, you also mentioned you had your podcast and I don't know if you, you're still doing it or if you're working on it, but why don't you, Um, why don't you mention that? Because I'm sure that there's a lot of topics that we kind of briefly discussed, but I'm sure you go into much more depth on that. Yeah. So the podcast I have is called naturopathic times and you can find it anywhere where you listen to podcasts. Um, and we go over the philosophy behind, we try to bridge the gap between conventional medicine and naturopathic philosophy. And so naturopathic times is where you can find it. Our website's naturopathictimespod.com. Um, and that's where you can listen to that. Um, and then, yeah, you can always reach out. I'm on Instagram as well at Dr. Katerina Meister, and you can reach out there or the Lakeside Instagram as well at Lakeside Natural Medicine. Wonderful. Um, and then thank you again for coming on. It was a pleasure talking to you. And, uh, again, go to all of those sites or, uh, find Dr. Meister on, uh, on social media. 
So thank you so much, Brady, for having me. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by Freedom Physical Therapy Services, providing one-on-one comprehensive physical and occupational therapy services, including women's health, chronic pain treatment, TMJ, and more. With four locations in Fox Point, Grafton, Brookfield, and McGuanago, Wisconsin, more information at freedompt.com.